welcome to another episode of the Collapsing Game Shelf Podcast, a podcast by a group of folk heroes with way too many board games. I'm Tom, and I'm joined by... Justin. Folk heroes, that's a good one. Adam. And Debbie. I'm really glad you didn't make me memorize the name of my character, because it was not going to happen. Yeah, I, I had a feeling we would probably trip over, like, Shahrazad, or... I'm probably even pronouncing that incorrectly. I don't even remember what I think I was just Alibaba, so... Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say I was Aladdin. I got I got uh, no yes, issues. You, uh, you cheaped out. You picked the you picked the known the known greats and in, uh, in this in this uh, game of Tales of the Arabian Nights is uh, what we played. Um, yeah, we skipped we skipped all over the place. But this is a board game podcast where we play games in our collections mostly and then talk about them. And we're talking about Tales of the Arabian Nights. Yeah, Tales of the Arabian Nights. I couldn't remember if it was The Tales or if there was something else there. Um, but yeah, it's a uh, fairly well-known, older older Genesis uh, storytelling game where you, you play in sort of like, I don't, I don't know, would you mythology, mythology, old-time Egypt, uh, sort of uh, Middle East sort of thing? It's, yeah, I'd say Middle East kind of, you know, folk tales. It's kind of based off like A Thousand and One Nights or Arabian Nights. Yeah, so you're sort of bumming around in there and uh, getting into trouble and all that sort of stuff. I do have this game. I have the back of the box. One sec. I'm just going to, it's really heavy. I got to like deadlift it up here. Oh my God. There's so many words. <laughs> I have the back of the box here, which I'm going to read fucking most, most of it. Probably not even most of it. There's a lot on here. Uh, we'll see how much I get through. Adventure. Sail the seven seas with Sinbad. Become the new Scheherazade and match wits with a mad sultan. Find the fabulous treasures of Aladdin's Cave of Wonders. Seek love, honor, danger, and glory. All await you in the golden age of fable. In this new edition of the groundbreaking storytelling game, you enter the lands of the Arabian Nights alongside Sinbad, Alibaba, and the other legendary heroes of the tales. Travel the world encountering imprisoned princesses, powerful ifrits, evil viziers, and such marvels as the enigmatic... <laughs> you motherfuckers. Marvels as the enigmatic magnetic mountain... <laughs> They just had to throw a tongue twister in the middle of this. <laughs> and the fabled elephant's graveyard. Choose your actions carefully and the skills you possess will reward you. Become beloved, wealthy, mighty, even become sultan of a great land. Choose foolishly, however, and become a beggar or be cursed with a beast's form or go insane from terror. You will bring to life the stories of the in of the intestinable... Good lord. Stories of the intestinable... Oh. Uh, of the... Stories of the inestimable, yeah, yeah, book of tales in this vastly replayable board game with over 2,002 tales that will challenge, amuse us down, and spellbind you for years to come. The classic storytelling game returns in a huge new edition with an expanded book of tales containing over 1,000 paragraphs of brand new, never-before-seen material including new places of power, richer treasures, and spectacular deaths. And there we go. Dun, dun. So other than me not knowing how half of these words are pronounced, there you go. So this one, this is obviously the second edition printing. Yes. The, the original was 1985. Oh, it's kind of hard to get your hands on one of those. <laughs> yeah. Justin's probably got one kicking around somewhere. I, no, yeah, probably not. That was, uh, that was, that was before I was born. Anyway, for a short game overview, because like to try to explain what this game is would be madness. So basically the way it works is everybody picks a character, uh, which that doesn't really matter. Um, you pick, uh, some skills, which 
also may or may not matter depending on what you do but basically skills are things like seamanship weapon use seduction acting you pick three of these skills out of this like pool that are there uh sort of building a little bit of a character for yourself and then you're sort of set upon the world uh the way the game works is that you uh on your turn you take a move and then wherever you end up you have an encounter which is this deck of cards that you flip something over uh you have an encounter there which is like if you don't have the app and you want to go try this out just go get the app first because like the app will help you out there's no official <laughs> app but you'll there's like an app that will help you navigate this this thing and even then it's kind of hard because the way it works is that depending on the card you have it you will get a number based on the type of the type of card that it is as well as where you are that number gives you something in what's called the reaction matrices which will tell you what kind of thing you want to do so you might get a a card uh that is flipped over and gives you something i think the first example we had was burning house uh so you'll go look at the uh you'll go look at the reaction matrix make that the reaction you'll go look at the thing and it'll tell you like what possible reactions you can have to this and one of them might be enter yeah go ahead just fucking go in um or what what was the one you picked justin was it rob uh no i think i entered the house right and a uh i drank which, which led to me going in to see if anyone was alive you know there was no one in the building you're getting ahead of me no. you're getting ahead of me right oh, sorry so you get the reaction matrix it gives you a list Yark. of like seven options that you pick some of them will make sense to the context of the of the interaction like drink okay so you just sort of sit there and drink and watch this house burn down sure enter go in there's things like aid or seek aid those make sense and then there's sometimes there's things that don't make sense like attack you're like am i just beating the shit out of this house <laughs> um and once you figure out what you want to do, uh, that will correspond to some number, which you then add with a, uh, a plus or minus die, which sort of gives you a little bit of variation. And all of that put together leads you to the Book of Tales, which uh, if I could show you uh, what it was, it it just makes a loud thump on your table. So it's a book of all these stories that are going into your entire game essentially and it is like i don't know probably an inch thick and it's very big and very heavy and it's you go to whatever paragraph it tells you to do you read that out to your friend um and there will be a little bit of variation in the in the skills that you have so depending on the skills you have you might read one paragraph or another so the it usually goes along the line of like uh you know you've decided to enter the burning building flames erupt around you as you are are searching for any signs of life in here and then you'll look at your friend with a shit-eating grin and be like do you have seamanship and he'll be like why the fuck would i have seamanship this is a fucking house what does that matter and you're like is that a no of course that's a no i don't have seamanship for this so you look at your skills you decide whether you want to go down one path because sometimes there is a little bit of variation but generally there's like the no skills option and then there's the with skills option and uh you read whichever one is appropriate for uh for the for what the character has so in this case they don't have seamanship you get to read out whatever it is under there uh after it has finished uh you you will generally get some number of destiny or story points uh which is how you sort of uh make your way towards winning the game as well as you might get more skills or you might get uh treasure unlikely um you may get uh 
status effects that are positive, those are rare, or negative, which are much more common. <laughs> Things like wounded or insane or envious or whatever, right? So basically the game is this, where you're going around this map, making decisions and where you want to go based on like, there's a couple things that go into it. So everybody will get a quest at the beginning of the game. Usually you use this to try to sort of like point yourself in a direction. And then you're basically just trying to have encounters and gobble up story points and destiny points on your way through and trying to avoid the nastier effects of the uh, the personality like status deck. Because uh, there are some that are in there which basically mean that you can't win until you get rid of them because you're just a particularly bad person. Um, and then at the end, whenever you have the... Uh, your, you, it's kind of weird because like at the beginning of the game, everybody decides how many points they want to go for in either the story or the destiny. But suffice it to say, once you hit these numbers of your own personal like thing, you head back to Baghdad and you can just say that you won. The game is basically just about bombing around the world and having cool adventures, like what Justin did when he ran into a burning house and what was it? You just like looted the place, I think? Uh, no, I, I ran into the house and I didn't, no one was, you know, to save people and no one was around. Uh, so when I stepped outside, everyone accused me, like all the passerbys accused me of starting the fire. So I just claimed that it was my house and they believed me. So I oh, yeah, that's uh, right. sold the remains of the house, and I took any valuables that were inside. <laughs> oh, you you burnt this house down? No, it was my house. Hmm. Yeah, it checks out. Okay. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I know. Can't won't argue with that. Side note: People in this town are fucking stupid. But yeah, so that's basically the way the game works. It's like pretty complicated when you get down to like the matrices and doing all this stuff, which is why having a helper app really does take down the amount of time, which is quite considerable. This game, it is not a short game, right? There are some storytelling games that are like short and sweet, and this is more along the like two to three hours sort of thing, depending on how many people you roll with. So that is one thing I will caution you about. Don't take this one too lightly, although like you can always just pick lower numbers for your story and destiny and then go from there. Um, there's a few complications around like like what the hell the skills do or some certain items that you get or uh, like the movement is a little weird. So depending on your wealth level, you'll get uh, you'll be able to move certain number of spaces across land or certain number of spaces across sea. So there's a little bit to go on there. Um, but all in all, the game is not that complicated. You just move, do an encounter, find out uh, find out what you're doing, decide how you want to react, and then something funny happens. And then somebody goes crazy for like half the game. It's, it's pretty wild. Um, did I miss anything? No. Not, I think uh, you, no, you hit all the main so. points, yeah. Quests, I mean, stories, yeah, we could, destiny. We could make a 10-hour episode on the minutiae of this game, but that's not... And you could make a 10-hour episode just about playing this game and then just giggling about all the little dumb things that kept happening. Like, poor Adam, oh, poor Adam, he stepped out of Baghdad all bright-eyed and excited to see the world, met one met Man. one sad <laughs> oh, beggar yeah. who threw himself off a cliff and just ended up being sad the entire game. <laughs> <You're> super <laughs> yes, depressed. seriously. Stricken like, I went to go talk grief. to the guy. It's like, hey, you found a, you found like a, a sad beggar. And I'm like, oh, I'll go talk to him. I'll go cheer him up. Have a little conversation <laughs> with him. I was like, man, I'm so sad. I just can't do it anymore. And he flung himself off a cliff. And then my guy was like, yo, this man just threw himself Bruh. off a cliff. That really fucking, yeah, that really chills my buzz. And so I went on for about my day. 
with just like just feeling like shit after watching Buddy go fling himself off a mountain. Okay, let's remember here that you are trying to get yourself into the same location as someone else so that you could share your story <laughs> and make them sad too. Well, so- once I. <laughs> Yeah, well, once I had... My sympathy for you is very minimal. No, no, no. Like, see, so... No, no, now... (laughs) The revisionist history is already happening here. That's right. After, after, um, you know, here, after seeing Buddy fling himself off the, off the, uh, the mountain, I thought to myself, man, I can't just be the only person who, you know... What? Who has heard this tale? Help me out here. Yeah, like I, I need to share what had happened. Nobody's going to believe me, so I was trying to share it. A storyteller, really. You're a That's right. I was man. just a. Ch- I'm a traveling bard. I'm here to make you sad. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe other people have six senses of humor. Maybe they wouldn't find it as sad. <laughs> possible i mean you could definitely tell that this game is like from an older period right like there's a lot of things that happen in this game that i i don't know that you would see that in more kind of recently made games like there are definitely uh some i mean uh, really how many games are gonna are are gonna make a joke about somebody (laughs) committing suicide nowadays probably not it wasn't a joke he was grief stricken he was stricken i well it was a horrible right. tale. I was stricken. You are chasing your friends around the board. Well, it gives you. To tell them this that's because I the have option. a terrible moral yes. compass, not the game. <laughs> the game gives you the option, and then Adam actively pursued <laughs> the it. The game gives you the option. Like the fact that the option is even there is like. I'm just saying that there are. You can tell that this is not a more recently made game, is all I'm saying. All I'm saying. What about the sex changing spring? I, I found the sex changing spring. <laughs> But I used it to to trick a vizier into getting a sex change and lose his vizier ship. Well, apparently, I think the story is that there's a vizier that uses that to, um, yeah, to debilitate his opponents. Like exactly. Oh, right. So he takes his and he told the story there, right? Like he has his his opponents and he makes them female, and they're like that's not very nice. Not supposed to hit a woman. I don't think he hits them. What do you? I don't. I don't think he hits them. Well, I don't know. I they're no longer a competition for him after they've had a sex change. There's just a lot of very probably not great things in this game if you have a any sort of political comp- It was the it was the the sex changed card actually says something about you have to undergo a horrific transformation and it was like Yes, it is a horrific transformation. <laughs> like I don't know that I, I mean sure it'd probably be pretty weird to be turned into a woman, but I don't know that I'd call it horrific. Yeah. Wow. Could be very painful. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I guess I don't Maybe. know where these bits are going, Maybe. so... Right. Oh no! But it's magic, right? <laughs> the thing that isn't magic is when you go somewhere, and it's like, "What are your reactions?" And it's like, uh, "Eat, uh, attack, uh, talk, seek aid, hire hyphen slave." You're like, "Wait, what? Like buy slave? Like, yeah. oh, that's in here." Uh, <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, I mean that there's just there are themes that are in this game that you would just like they would just be considered inappropriate in a modern game. Yeah, I think there so, would be some there would be major conversations about whether you would include that in the game or not uh and you'd have to make those pretty clear and upfront beforehand uh these days but because it's like drawing from tales of the arabian nights this coming from 
someone who's never read any of them. Like I'm assuming that all of these things are kind of woven into uh into the the tapestry there. So you know historical precedent and whatnot. So yeah, and I think I so I think Justin was saying that this is kind of that flagship storyteller um choose your own adventure kind of game. And I, with that in mind, like if this is you know kind of that one of those more original versions, um, I I actually think it's kind of impressive how much they've put into the game. Like, I don't think, like, off the top of my head, I don't think that there is another storyteller game that has that much content. Like, like this book is a textbook. This thing is absolutely massive. Um, and I truly do, I agree with what the back of the box says, where I really I do not know how what the chances are of you having a lot of similar um, interactions. Like I think that there's uh, the the chance for a lot of variability in this game. So I I think there's a lot of kudos to be given to whoever made you know the original game and whoever made this because I cannot imagine having made all of the storylines kind of work and they go into the like uh, probably they're over twenty six hundred I think if I remember correctly. Oh, I think the the box said there was like 2000 in the original game. And I think they added a thousand. Yeah. Yeah. Good God. Like that's crazy. It's I kudos, kudos to those people. I mean, I couldn't read half of them. I was like reading Adam's thing while he was going along and stumbling across (laughs) these words. I've never seen before. I'm like, I don't know what half this is, but okay. Um, which I, you know, kind of, I think leads to some of the fun, but there are a few archaic phrases. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, that's good for you. It's definitely one of the, like, I, I can't think of another sort of like choose your own adventure style game like this, not off the top of my head, at least nothing that goes quite to this scope. I think, you know, a lot of game, modern style kind of style games have borrowed from this, um, like things like who does the, the crossroads style games? Who's the, which company is that again? But Red Raven games. Yeah, oh, yeah. oh, crossroads style games. You're yeah. talking about Plaid Hat. Yeah. Like with that. like, um, Dead of Winter. Uh, Dead, of Winter Dead of Winter and that and sort of stuff. Like yeah, there's a, yeah, there's a yeah. bunch of games like that or um, that kind of can lean into that sort of things can happen to you without sort of you kind of knowing how or being really able to control it. You know, you can, even in this game, like you, you run into, you know, a crazed vizier and, you know, you have the option, you have some weird options that you're like, I don't know how this could possibly turn out, but you know what? I'm going to try to... <laughs> You know, enter the small artifact. Uh, you know, it's like, what does this even mean? Um, and and the magically game, you show up in a new city. Yeah. And, you know, it, it turned out uh, it was some sort of weird closet in the sand. Or no, I, right. It was a, a drain plug that I pulled. That's right. Yes, you pulled. This, you, uh, yes, you pulled the plug. Oasis. And then I went through the bottom of the drain plug and ended up back in Baghdad. Um, it just, <laughs> you know, it, it does a good job at kind of constantly keeping you guessing as to what what you will actually do with this. Like, you know, even the, the various meanings are just more of a general guide um, without giving you too much control, which lets the story just kind of happen. Um, the downside of that is sometimes uh, someone gets just a real rough trip through the Arabian Nights, uh, where <laughs> it's just disaster after disaster. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because I know I played this uh, one time with a group of friends, and uh, one of my friends who was the first time playing it, and I was like, oh, you know, don't worry, uh, just, you know, 
do whatever comes to you. Uh, you know, I don't think you can't even die in this game, as which I mean, I didn't know you could at the time. Uh, and so, you know, she ended up like getting captured by a djinn and then deciding to first try to rob and then attack the djinn, uh, which led to her, you know, untimely demise. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> oh, well, uh, shit, I don't know what to do now. <laughs> I didn't know you could do that. I, that would be really, I can see how that would be really unfortunate. If you're like early in the game and you, I die. Yeah, like, it, it was probably what? about half an hour in to what is normally about a two to oh, three hour game. Yeah. So it's kind of like, uh, I, that's unfortunate. Restart. Welcome back. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I definitely, I thought I was in that boat, right? Like I, I don't know, got my ass kicked pretty quickly. I think my first turn I got beat to shit. So I, eh. You you and Adam a- were both up to a rough start where I just, you know, blundered my way into a uh, a house fire and then just claimed it was mine and everyone believed me. And a shitload of money. Yeah, like I did, what? I did get a shitload. Yes, you became rich. I do remember that. Yeah, you became rich because everyone's just like, oh man, sorry your house burnt down, <laughs> but it's not actually your house. So here's a bunch of money. Meanwhile, I watch Buddy fling himself off a cliff and just, I'm, I'm just distraught about it for the rest of the game it's it's one of those games where you have to be willing to roll with the punches oh for sure oh yeah i then got imprisoned later on went insane you went insane and that's the that's kind of the funny yeah i could not shake my insanity I don't think like when you're playing this game, I I would not think logically. Like I wouldn't think too hard into things because it just like I think Adam did better when he was insane and we were trying <laughs> to screw him over. True. And we, like pick the most absurd, you know, because when you're insane, you don't get to pick your own uh your own words out of the matrix, your own kind of responses. You know, other people that you're playing with get to choose it for you. And we were picking like honestly some of the most absurd responses that we were like yeah this is totally gonna screw him over and like fantastic things would happen so you can't take the game too seriously that's for sure true you can also go to jail you you can Mm -hmm. you can you can get married numerous times yeah i think tom Tom had a harem at one point yeah yep knows all about that boned my way across the planet there hey (laughs) you kept having to return home to your wife that was really (laughs) annoying oh that's right <laughs> it was really getting in the way of oh, your big takeaway. Yeah. It's really annoying to be married. Yeah, that's that's pretty Well, it wasn't it wasn't the married because the the quest it was the quest I had gave me the married and vizier status and it was the vizier right. status that told me that I had to keep going back to the same city, but it was married that I get, whenever I get there I can roll dice and try to have more kids. Oh, oh, okay. I think that's the way it works. I'd have to look it up. Either way, like that. I think they they both required you to return to your home city after you had an encounter oh, okay. with us. Yeah, so that was really so that was really annoying. And then Justin got my next quest and like decided to send you know the the little marker that I needed to go to on the other side of the planet. Like so, I was just sort of. Listen, I needed you to go to Central Africa. Yeah, so sort of just hoofing my way across the universe there. <laughs> Keep trying to find find new people to make out with. Yeah. Worked out pretty well sometimes, though. You, 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One kind of I um I guess criticism is the like the gems. So each the locations have gems um and you kind of that's what tells you what on the card you're going to do. Um and the difference in some of the gems is a little they're very close. Yeah, the the teal blue like, can be pretty similar yeah like i could not figure out for the longest time i was like looking at him like is that blue is that green is that blue is that green thinking that i just like there was a like a light shining on the board and i wasn't mm. seeing it correctly um but not it didn't look like the blue and it didn't look like the green and i couldn't figure out that there was actually another color that was that they created in the game that would be that close to the other one and then they use um, them for was, islands which are right next to them yeah and so it's just i it's very it that was a very odd choice you know i and that might just be because you know we're used to using the primary colors like that's that's usually what you see in a game and i mean i think we've complained about that before too where it's like hey have some colors other than red yellow green blue i mean green yeah. obviously in in this color, case they actually didn't use red yeah no you're right very odd that's right just odd in general so that's I, that's the one thing that i would say is just like know that there's like six icons i think one of them is teal and it is different than the blue and the green. FYI. Correct. This game, I don't know, this, this game, uh, it's interesting. And and I, like, I, I understand that it's, you know, from originally from back in the 80s. And man, would this thing ever be wild? Can you imagine, like, just, you know, kind of putting into perspective some of the games that were popular back in the 80s? Then all of a sudden it's like, wham, Arabian <laughs> Nights, uh, yeah. go, like this massive <laughs> storytelling game. Uh, I suppose in the 80s, you know, there was like the, this, the slow but substantial rise of Dungeons and Dragons. So, I mean, storytelling was starting to become a thing, but um, yeah, it's, they, they've really, they, they did a good job. Like it's, it's, uh, it was, it's interesting and um, it's a nice change of pace sometimes to play a, a storytelling game that is like so obtuse that you're just like, okay, I understand that there's a winner and like you win by, you know, fulfilling this, this need to like, I don't know, get enough destiny points and enough story points, but like, it's, I, I agree that there needs to be a winner in this or else it just would never end. And that's not great. But at the same time, it's like, how, like, how do you, how do you make a winner in this? Um, it's the game was good at the end of the day. And, and I know that like, I, as I bumble my way around this, but like, it just, the, the ending of it just felt weird. Like, and I mean, maybe that's, maybe that's because like I ended up winning after again, being depressed for most of the being super depressed for most of the, um, the game and then imprisoned for a bunch of it and insane for a reasonable portion of it. And then all of a sudden my guy just got better and is like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm the new, uh, the new king of Baghdad or whatever it is that, that you end up becoming. It, it just, it felt really <laughs> odd. Um, yeah. At the end of the day, just to be like, oh, yeah, just, you know, after all of this misfortune that happened to me, I'm just like, yeah, you know what? I think it's, I think it's time to become king. Very strange. It's, yeah. So the ending's always felt incredibly arbitrary in this game. And it, it's one of those games that's, you know, it, it's hard to make a clear winner. Uh, yeah. Makes sense. Uh, yeah. Because it just doesn't really work. I, I think like that the system for like kind of winning is basically there just to kind of put a end to the game. I know when I've played this uh, before with different groups of friends, uh, you know, generally I'll just kind of like see how everyone's doing. And if everyone's having a good time or, you know, someone's on a crazy adventure like we'll just keep the game going until we mm -hmm. get tired of it and then just just call it um but it's one of those games that's yeah you can pretty much 
be very loose with sort of the harder kind of, you know, rules. It's really not uh, a strictly rule-based game. Yeah, it's, that, that's what really struck me as odd. It's like, why are, you know, like, what what determines the end of this? Which, I mean, it whatever, it, it is what it is. Like, it's, you know, and, and I agree with you that if you're, if you're enjoying yourself, you absolutely can and should um just let it continue to go as long as as long as everyone's having a good time with it uh i know that you know other games have borrowed this this like storytelling aspect like the near and far uh above and below now and then um sleeping gods does it as well and they've all they all do it to to relatively successfully but none of them are as as like devoted none of them are just like we are a storytelling game. It's always kind of like the storytelling is just added on a little bit, which is totally fine. Um, but this one with like the focus of the game being the being the story and, you know, kind of almost being a, a very strange, destitute RPG kind of thing <laughs> um, is it's just it's, it's really an interesting take on the genre. And I and I. And I do feel it's quite successful in in what it does. Word, <laughs> Tom. How did you feel about the game? Uh, I I like it. I like I like it. It's good. I mean, I I don't really have much to say because I think it it all makes sense. What you guys are saying, like there'd be a nice it it would be nice if there was a more coherent way to end it. But like you might as well just start at half points and work from there. And yeah, if, if people are still having a good time, keep going, right? Because it can get pretty long, right? And that's that's yeah. probably the worst part about it. I mean, everything else is hilarious. Um, yeah, some people are going to have a bad time sometimes, and some people are just going to like breeze through life. Uh, you know, oh, I I walked outside, a jinn captured me, and then it, I found 18 treasures, and then I went home, right? And it's like, that's fine too, and you're guaranteed you're not going to have that same experience over and over and over again. Um, and I think it's just a it's, a, it's a cool game, and I like the storytelling aspect of it. I like doing goofy voices, and I like seeing the look on my friends' faces when bad things happen to them. Them, or funny things happen to them and i think it's just it's it's <laughs> like you say adam is it's it's good for all the reasons that D is good because you have like these funny moments and all this weird stuff happens and it's you and your friends hanging out and having a good time but without all the like you know somebody has to gm or whatever and do a lot of work <laughs> while everybody else eats all your nachos so like it's it's kind of you know rpg light in that respect which is kind of fun and i mean it's 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 good. I mean, like, I, I think my only complaint is that I think the games are a little bit long to sort of just like bring out on a whim, but that can be sort of mitigated by, you know, making the games take half the time or do half points or, or whatever. So it's one that I'd like to get out more often, but usually there's things that are more like, yeah, you know, more game like out there to try. So it's not one that I usually reach for, but I do, I do enjoy it and I do think it's funny and I do, do like it for all the reasons that I like D and D. So, and like you say, there's just, there's just an absolute massive amount of stuff in here, so you're never going to run out of crap. You make a very good point when you say game like. I I, t- I could not agree with that more. It's um the the game that that's I think that's that might be my hang up on it. I think that legitimately might be my hang up is that it like there's parts of it that is just like it doesn't really feel like a game. Like there's no like like, like the classical sense. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's obviously a game. Yes, of course. Yes. But there's, you know, but like the, it's, it's the lack of like a definitive end that like, like that kind of makes kind of thing, sense. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, the game ends after 10 turns. 
Oh, okay, great. Wicked. You know, carry on. Uh, you know, or or something something along those lines. Like those are those are very clear cut, very definitive. The game is going to end in T minus ten turns or what have you. Mm. And whereas this one, it's just like you know, all of a sudden somebody like trucks his way back to Baghdad, and he's like, oh yeah, by the way, boom, I win. I had a most amazing adventure. Come, yeah. Let me tell and, you. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think that I think that might just be my my like weird hang up. I guess, and is that like I have a I have a hard time with the uh, with with kind of like the the lack of game. Kind of, sort of. Just, that makes any sense. You're just you're just hanging out in your conversation pit, having a good time. Yeah, yeah. It, it just I don't know. It just kind of just kind of strange to me. Not that I not that I don't like it though. Like I'm not upset about it. It just it just is odd. It's just not what I'm not what I'm accustomed to. Yeah, very true. Yeah, and I mean like the there's no way to play it well, right? You can't. Yeah. You're you're never gonna go yeah. into a game of Arabian Nights and be like, I'm gonna fucking crush it this time, you motherfuckers. You just yeah. wait. I looked up. <laughs> strats i've been practicing right? i learned how to count cards yeah, I, like none of that's gonna matter because you walk up to a gen no. and you're like uh honor and that's gonna make them uh think that i'm a cool guy and then you get a paragraph where it's like you're you're a scumbag i don't want to deal with you get out of here i'm gonna t- i'm taking all your clothes and you're like but but i was being nice to you why did you take all my stuff yeah and i think that it's we said this like uh, during the game, there was a point. So, like Thomas said, you know, like you're basically you're trying to predict um, how much, like, if you're going to get further on the story track or further on the on the destiny track. Oh, yeah. um, you have no idea. That's like essentially what you're doing is you're trying to predict that. Well, I, I can tell you that halfway through the game, um, Justin was getting story like nobody's business. I was getting destiny like nobody's business, and neither one of us could figure out how to get the other one like yeah it just was not happening it just like i don't know it maybe i don't know maybe there's some magical formula to it that i mean because i think tom at one point you were like at the beginning you were like yeah this is what story is and this is what destiny is i could not figure out how to get story worth like i was kind of pulling that out of my ass uh (laughs) yeah who knows that's the thing and i think that's like like adam says you know that's the big weakness of this game is that you start off the game yeah. and it's yeah. like this is your first time playing and it's like all right there's a bag of chips over there pull out pull out a blue chip that matches how many story points you think you're going to get and a purple chip that matches how many destiny points you think you're going to get and make sure those numbers add up to 20 and then it's like but i don't know what any of that means and you're like just <laughs> Yeah. 10 and 10 just do it just do it i think yeah. you could probably yeah. like pretty well guess that if you if you go too far one way or the other that's kind of how you make it more difficult on yourself because mm-hmm. most encounters will give you a balance of story and destiny points like usually you get like one and one sometimes you'll get two and one sometimes you'll get nothing and nothing sometimes you'll right but like <laughs> it's usually pretty balanced right as seen by the fact that adam you know wasn't completely lost in the woods after being grief stricken, driven insane, and imprisoned for like the entire game, um, but <laughs> yes. yeah, like Classic. I'm not even sure Classic. where I'm going with this, but like really, all of that is to say that's all a mechanism to get you out and about in the world and to sort of make it last a little bit longer than it normally would if you were just like sort of bumming around and the first person to hit the highest wealth or whatever wins, right? It's supposed to be a representation yeah. of who had the coolest time out there, and I mean. In this case, arguably, Adam probably had the most interesting, <laughs> the most interesting travels around as That's, he, yeah. you know, That's my time true. was interesting, if nothing else. 
<laughs> writing sad poetry to yourself, and then you got imprisoned, and then, like, I don't know, were you the one that had the genie send you to, like, a different part of the world or whatever? Like, I mean, you you had a... You, uh, that was Justin, no. and you had a time, right? That was me, yeah. Yeah, well, I, you know, there was a point where I, like, you know, someone someone had to pick where I where I traveled to, and then somebody else had to pick my reaction to whatever happened while I was there. Yeah. <laughs> you pretty much weren't playing, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah and and so i'm just like okay this is now just you know i'm i'm it's just kind of happening to me uh as as opposed to like you know me actually influencing this in any way shape or form but yet at the end of the day i had i had a time like there 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 was a time had and i, I had it say you should be happy that you were not looking for the like i don't know rusty trumpet the brass, <laughs> brass trumpet, trumpet. Uh, oh the brass trumpet man that thing whatever the hell yeah was. that thing came up like i, I think that? that 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 should be who That's wins the game. Win the game yeah. yeah whoever whoever finds the brass trumpet just wins boom done <laughs> that was hilarious you get it there you go all right Fair anything enough. else from anybody <laughs> Uh, no, no, it's all going to be anecdotes at this point. <laughs> yeah, and I mean that's that's kind of what I'm. <laughs> I figured. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's what a lot of times this game is the you know the big book of anecdotes. Hey, remember that time that you uh you yes. went and seduced a jinn and then got transformed into a rock? I'm like, yeah, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because in the I was looking at the front of the storybook and it's like at the very top it says in like big bold letters, "This is not a rule book." And I'm thinking, oh my god, if anybody. <laughs> that this was a rule book and just like slapped it down and start reading it page by page like you really on. gotta worry about the guy that picks like, that out of the out of the list and is like this is the one i want to learn 298 yeah. pages of rules baby metagame in this anyway um so let's just uh we'll travel on over to doing some reviews um oh, okay so I'm on a keep or not keep sort of scale uh, where I decide whether I think the game is good enough to keep around in my collection or whether I'd rather get rid of it. Um, this is one that I like enough that I will keep it. Um, I think it's 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 so unique, right? There's no other game like it. You may n- not play it very often, but those times that you do will probably be very memorable. Um, and it's a, it's it's a nice break from all the kinds of things that you normally associate with board games, right? Rolling, dice to move a guy around or beating the shit out of your friends. This is just like, let's spend an hour and have a super weird time in mythological Arabia. Like, and it's, it's unique and it, I mean, it's, it's it's pretty great. So I'll, I'll be keeping it. Uh, I don't know if I can recommend you getting it, but because I don't know what the availability is like. But I mean, it is it is a unique enough artifact that like I think it's probably worth you checking out if you like storytelling or you know reading a lot. Um, yeah, it's good, Justin. Yeah, uh, this is probably uh, it's one of the f- sort of my main sort of memorable games kind of getting into sort of the that this like the kind of RP like I think you said it's sort of like the Dungeon Dragon sort of RP light sort of thing where it's more just primarily story based things and they're very low on sort of like gamey elements and uh, it, it's always kind of grabbed my my imagination because of that like whenever it comes to like any one of those sort of like sort of like story kind of based games or something like in the back end where it's like oh you go to a place and you go choose a quest so you know go to this page in the rule book and read this paragraph you know it always brings me back to this game um and uh it's something that i try to play at least once a year um 
it's one of my kind of favorite games to break out every once in a while because it is kind of silly, zany, and sometimes depressing, but always a, a, it's always going to be an interesting experience. And uh, it's um, I, I find it's a good game to kind of convince non-gamers to give it a try uh, because it is not rules-based. You know, you don't need to know about European trains or stock markets or anything or, you know, fighting goblins uh, to play it. Um, you just kind of go to a place, make a choice and you know see what happens um and i think it's really great in that respect um so if yeah if you can find it it's uh, i highly recommend it um it's not something that you know you're going to play monthly or anything um but whenever you do play it you'll you'll remember it and i think that's a, a great way to spend an evening uh what about you debbie for me i love this game i think it is <laughs> i think it's hilarious i uh yeah i just i mean i just had an absolute riot playing this game um it was it was my request to play this game and i it was it, it exceeded my expectations. I uh, I definitely found it extremely enjoyable. I think that if you can, if you're if you're okay with the uh, tactlessness of it, tactlessness. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, it's not very appropriate. I, but if I, as long as you're not sensitive to things like that and you can kind of take it for what it is and, and have a good chuckle with it, I honestly, like, this is a five out of five for me. I, I absolutely love this game. I think it's hilarious. I think the fact that there's so much content is just a huge kudos to, to the people that made the game. And, um, I think that it's, yeah, I, it's just incredible to me. I think it's hilarious. I love it. <laughs> I mean, it could have some easier words in it, but whatever, you know, we all got to learn. Uh, Adam, how about you? Tactlessness. I mean, yes. Well, you might not think so. Hmm. Hmm. This man um, has no tact. Yeah. Well, I suppose if the shoe fits, um, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed my time with this thing. Um, it, it's, I agree with what Justin said that it's, I don't think it's something that would, that like I would necessarily get out to the table more than say once or twice a year. Um, I think you would have to be, you'd kind of have to prepare and just know the kind of the group that you're playing with. Like if you had a D and D group that, you know, played tabletop board games and you're like, oh, you know, like maybe in between campaigns or something, if we if we're taking a week so our uh, DM can prep or something like that, he's not quite ready for a for a session or something like you could you could play uh, Tales of the Arabian Nights and and still kind of get a, a light RP fix uh, also without the need of a of a DM kind of thing. It's um it's it's well done. It's very good. I, I imagine it's I, I haven't looked, but I can only assume that it's probably a little bit hard to find. I don't know what the print run status is like on it. However, I mean if you if you do get the opportunity to play it, that's probably a it's probably not a bad thing. Um I I would give this uh, an eight out of ten. I, I thought it was quite fun. Quite good. Yeah. Eight out of ten. Definitely worth playing. Um fun just just a good time yeah. i think it's a good intro to D D. like for somebody like myself that has doesn't have the experience like if you wanted to go the other way right where you had like a, a group that was playing board games but didn't necessarily hadn't really played D D, and you're like oh you know what this could be the this could be kind of like opening that door to getting yeah. people open to the the idea of playing some sort of role-playing game i, I agree with that yeah it yeah. was for me 
like uh, this, this and uh, like Mansions of Madness, like kind of those more story based games or what kind of got me originally interested in like uh, tabletop RPGs. There you go. Nice. It just works. And here's another crippling addiction for you. <laughs> hey All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you like this kind of thing, you can find uh, lots of episodes uh, where that came from. Um, that sounded weird. Um, you could also like and subscribe and also share it around. That would be great. Um, if you have any sort of constructive feedback that you want to fire us, you can find us on email, through email, via email. On the emails. It's that, it's that old form social media of, you know... Scribbling onto a rock. Not social at all. Get a magic spell and send it to us via collapsinggameshelf at gmail.com. Don't worry, the uh, evil wind spirit will know who sent you. Um, or if you uh, use Twitter, you can find us uh, at CGS Podcast, or you can find me on Twitter at Team Rage Tom. Uh, Justin. Well, hey, uh, if you want to get a hold of me, uh, you can always find me on Twitter at Don't Trust Justin. Why don't you go ahead and let me know what your favorite tale is from 1001 Nights? How about you, Debbie? So you guys can get me at at Mrs. Wynn. That's at M-R-S-W-H-Y-N on Instagram and Twitter. Um, I don't have anything fun and quippy. That's that's all Justin. I'm just little old me. Uh, you'll see lots of dogs probably if you follow me. So I'm not very exciting. Uh, Adam, how about you? Boy, way to sell it. I know. It's, it's not very exciting. Uh, just uh, just a bunch I of said, dogs. I'm not very exciting. Man, I think, I think everybody could use some more dogs. And pictures of dogs in their lives. Especially Bronx and George. So especially funny. Bronx and George. Especially if you like, uh, yeah, French Bulldogs. You'll see lots of those. However, if you're looking for me, you can catch me on social media uh, at For The Win, F-O-R-T-H-E-W-H-Y-N. Uh, you can also catch Debbie and I doing barbecue, um, ForTheWin.com. We're doing barbecue catering and uh, getting out and about a little bit in the streets of Calgary. So uh, check our social media at... Well, check my social media at For The Win uh, to find out where we are going to be popping up next. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you have a great rest of your day. We'll be back at you next week with some of the fun. Thanks again. Bye. Bye. Bye.